0: Welcome to Visma ski Classics podcast, Levinio to Levin. Visma Ski Classics is the long-distance ski championships with 12 Pro Tour events and 35 Pro teams, bringing professional and recreational skiers together. We will analyze the events on the tour, portray the legends of the sport, and help you to become a better skier. Well, happy Valentine's Day to you all out there listening to our podcast, Libinio to Levy. On this episode we will recap Jeserska uh, Baresatka, the fifty kilometer race that just took place in the Czech Republic, and uh, I'm your host, Teemu Virtanen, and my guest today is Öyvind uh, from team Lager 157 ski team, and he finished 15 today. And Öyvind, I know that you are at the airport going home tonight. Tough race, correct?
1: Yes, it was a tough race. gc Sarska is always hard. Uh, it's, uh, I, I call it the mini bitki renne It's, uh, it's uh, similar profiles and similar characteristics, but uh, maybe a little bit easier. But, uh, but it's always hard, and, uh, and uh, it's often the strongest guys that are uh, doing it, fighting it out at the, at the finish.
0: But of course, since you raced the, the race, uh, you can tell me a little bit more about the uh, the actual conditions and the snow.
1: Yeah, yes, it was it was really nice. Uh, of the of the of the it was the sixth Jeserska uh, I have done, and it was uh, I think it was the best conditions. Uh, uh, it has the hills of, of the Jeserska mountain has uh, has a tendency to to be really foggy and wet and humid, uh, so. Um, uh today it was uh, sunshine and, and good and drier conditions. So because of the humidity it's often soft tracks uh, uh, lo- loose for the poles uh, but today it was really good so uh, so conditions wasn' good. Uh, it was quite uh, like uh, dry uh, conditions uh, at the top and, and a little bit faster and more more speed in the snow uh down towards the start and finish
0: but the cold weather wasn't really a factor i know that it had been a quite cold before the race day
1: yes uh, but i think many many has gotten a little bit a little wake-up call after the uh, diagonella race and and uh, i think uh, uh, we are more focused on the weather now than than uh, we are um, we were we are later, uh, or we were before the diagonela, so so I think um, I think it's uh, uh, more focused on it. But today it was 10 10 minus maybe, and just a nice cold winter's day like we like we should have it in February.
0: It's been really nice uh, all over Europe, a perfect winter so far, but. Uh... The race itself, we'll talk about that uh, momentarily. But your performance, fifteenth, uh, are you happy with that? I mean, it's your best result uh, this season.
1: Yes, yes, it is. Uh, it, this was a step in the right direction, but uh, it is not uh, like uh, any. Uh, it's I, I was hoping for more. So, uh, uh, but but the Sariska is a really really um, uh, fair race and. Uh, and if you're strong, you're strong. And today I wasn't strong enough. So, so it's fair. But uh, I was hoping for more and hopefully it will come later in the season. So As you
0: said, uh, you were hoping for more and this season hasn't been exactly what you uh, kind of expected. But kind of going back to that, what could be a reason for it? I mean, can you evaluate it? Can you analyze it? Uh, why why uh, is it so? Why, why haven't you been able to reach your uh, potential?
1: No, that uh, I'm wondering myself because, uh, uh, firstly, it's uh, I often of the, my top ten places I, I have ten or something of it, and eight of them has come from from Vasaloppe and and uh, so, and uh, it's later so i'm always better at in march and april than i'm in uh, in fe- january and february so so i hope that uh, that will be uh, that will be uh, uh, the same this year uh, but of course i'd hope for uh, for more um, uh, more and uh, my I, I use the skiag uh, to measure my my performances and on the skier, I'm I'm doing good numbers, but uh, but uh, f- for some reason I can't get it out in the in the in the track. So, um, but uh, I hope and I think that uh, it will uh, it will change uh, in March and April.
0: Hopefully so. And as you said, you always perform much better towards the uh, the end of the season. Uh, you have one podium place uh, from the actually from Levy and that was about two years ago. That was the last race of the season. And also, this is the second year that you are representing a a team, the Lager 157 ski team, a Swedish uh, outfit. Uh, What would you like to say about this team? Of course, you guys are now performing really well. Emil Parason, extremely powerful and strong. But that team now, since you have two years with them, what kind of a team is it for you?
1: Uh yes it is it's a really good team it's a really professional team it's it's not that that big difference from Ragde uh which I represented earlier um I uh, the, the athletes are really dedicated uh I will maybe say even more than rugged. of course, the the rugged athletes is strong, but here we have uh, have athletes uh, not that famous, but uh, but doing the similar kind of work. So, uh, so uh, I uh, I think it's it's a really good team, and of course, the, this year Emil has has proven him proven to be extremely good. So um, I hope that. Um, uh and I think that he will be really uh, hard to to uh, have uh, have to compete with the next years and i I say to uh, to Janberg and uh, and the others uh, uh, that uh, we have made a monster so it's um to to show how the team is do working and Emil is the product of that good work so I think everybody should have a little bit of uh, credit for for him uh, doing this well
0: that's actually quite interesting you know this expression that you said you created a monster do you think that this will change the dynamics because of course before the season you guys a, a top good great a professional team but a bit of an underdogs uh, but now he is the number one guy so is do you think that will change kind of the the way you guys will approach things
1: after this uh, I, I think the most important is for Emil to to still be strong. Uh, without uh, without power in your arms, you are you are not uh, able to to compete. But but I think uh, as a team, we 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 try to of course protect him as much as we can. And he is more like a, a captain. Uh, earlier this, it has been more five equal guys. Now it's now it's uh, it's him like a step above the others of uh, the others. But uh, but I think um, uh, uh, tactically in the race, uh, Emil has to follow the best, and uh, we have to do as be- uh, the best as we can. And, and Emil is showing that it's possible. And uh, and the equipment and skis have been good, and so um, so it's just a um, motivation, and uh, and uh, uh, it lifts the spirit of the whole team. So so. Uh, only positives and uh, I think and hope that Emil can keep his good shape and maybe we'll get the first first uh, Swedish uh, Vaselop victory victory for quite some years now.
0: That is true and we'll talk to Emil uh, pretty soon but before we start analyzing today's race, a quick word about uh, the other team members. We talked about you uh, and you said that you're not that happy with your results uh, what about Marcus Johansson uh, and his Hornberry? A lot of expectations were put on those sk- uh, skiers before the season started, but uh, like you, yourself, they haven't been able to perform uh, as um, well as expected.
1: No, no, it's. uh, uh I think it, it, it's always small details, and I'm I'm really pr- impressed of, with the with the um, uh, level of the whole field. I think that. Uh, I used to talk with, or we used to talk about it when, when for f- six years ago, when I get c- c- came into the circus, I, um, I uh, used to say that, uh, or we used to talk about uh, days with, when Jörgen Ayuklan and Oskar Sverd and, uh, and Stanislav Resak was, was uh, the best, and, uh, and they uh, and that we talked about the level being uh, lifted uh, from that uh, and it's, it was more difficult to win and it was more difficult to get in the top 10. I think that from the six years I've been part of the ski Wisman Ski Classics, the level has been uh, lifted yet again and uh, especially this year by the Swedes. Uh, many of them coming and uh, doing really well. Uh, so um, uh, I, I think that uh, much many, as a uh, doing a little bit less than uh, you want and a little bit off your or peak, you are uh, pushed far down the results uh, more than it was before. But um, uh, so that is some of the reason. Uh, the other reason uh, they have to talk about it themselves, but I think uh, I think all of us is, uh, is able to turn it around and, and uh, can have a strong finish to the season.
0: Speaking of the strong field, uh, the Russians in today's race. Yes. Of course, Bokuev we know that Ermil is really strong. But Maxim Vileksanin, were you surprised that he uh,
1: performed so well? No, not. He has been there or thereabouts uh, of, throughout this season. So I'm not really, uh, really that. Uh, surprised, he, he has been a really good skier. He has Olympic gold medal, and and uh, he if he puts his mind and effort all uh, concentrating on the Wismanski Classics. It's not uh, any uh, it's not any um, surprise that he is doing well. But uh, I think he has gotten some races under his belt, some years of double of focusing only on double polling and then you see what happens.
0: He's certainly getting uh, stronger, and this was his per- best performance so far uh, in the Pro Tour in Wismas K Classics. Uh, but let's start analyzing the, today's race point by point. And since you raced it, let's start with the, uh, the men's race. Uh, you weren't able to, to follow the, the, the women's race that much. Of course, you guys passed them uh, at some point. But uh, it seemed to me that it started pretty pretty fast-paced at least that's what emil emil said uh, on the tv interviews so but how was it really the first 10 kilometer climb all the way to the the climb competition point uh
1: yes i i agree that the 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 serska is always hard hard from the start it's it's a hard beginning it's uh, no lead up it's uh, it's hard and Often the strongest guys are in front, uh, pulling hard. Maybe maybe not max, but pulling hard, and then it's hard for everyone else to follow. So, so it was uh, fast pace. Uh, uh, many years I have been I have uh, not been able to follow uh, up to the climb, but this year I was, and maybe a little bit more of uh, more athletes uh, following to the top than than in many other years. Uh, uh, but uh, that is maybe to the, to, uh, caused by the, the high level of the or uh, yeah, high level high level of the field. So uh, it was a hard start, but not exceptionally hard.
0: I think there were twenty-four skiers uh, in the lead group by the time you guys reached you know the top you know the first climb competition point. Emil Vokuev took the maximum points there, kind of solidified his lead uh, in the race at that time, you were still in the lead group. How did you feel when you reached the, the top? Were you confident that, okay, this is, I'm finally there. I am this could be my day.
1: Yes, I, I was hoping for the best. I I felt that the, for the sprint, for the, for the climb points, so I was feeling that, okay, this is going fast and I have not I'm not able to, to follow or to sprint for any points, but I was uh, I was feeling okay and uh, hoped for the best. I know that it's a long race and and I know that um, uh, it's to save as much energy as you can. Uh, but uh, uh, I knew that I wasn't going to I wasn't able to win the race, but but I was uh, hoping for uh, for a good good uh, position and for a good. Uh, uh, good final result, so it's just fighting.
0: And after that long climb, which is about uh, 11 kilometers, I mean, it's a little bit up and down, it's not a, a constant climb, There's a bit of a gradual climb. Uh, there's a long uh, downhill section. Uh, yes, but, but it's
1: quite, it, it is not quite that much downhill, or, or you are not tucked in, in a hockey. It's, it's like uh, it's going uh, it's going... Um, uh uh downhill but but you have to do a lot of the work so uh, but it's it's easier to come back i think today it was quite it was much easier to to be back in the field or a little bit longer back so it was uh it was uh relatively easy uh this part and then
0: the sprint points that was uh 23 kilometers uh, into the race Uh, uh, People that's still at that point, pretty much the same amount of uh, the same number of people uh, skiers together.
1: Yes, but uh, but uh, I don't know if it showed on the television. But uh, at maybe two to three kilometers before the um, the sprint in Icesca, it's a maybe the most technical downhill of the race, and uh, there four athletes at least went down. Uh, I think it was Chanero and Eklov. Uh, at least and I, uh, I had to do some uh, giant slalom between them and and we we lost some some seconds to the to the lead group uh, so uh, it was quite hard to uh, to catch up again and I know I heard that Petreliaen was then going to the front and pushing quite hard so so uh, actually I Chanorot and me myself was fighting uh, behind the for maybe 10 kilometers, all the way to the bottom of the of the second climb, and uh, and we were maybe 15-20 seconds behind the the pack all the way. So uh, high pace, and and uh, that was not ideal. And at least, and especially not for Sannerud and for Eklöf, they they lost some much time on on, the, on their fall. We actually didn't see that.
0: Uh... On television, so it's uh, very interesting and very good that you you pointed that out. And uh, and and the women's side of things, uh, the um, Lina Kuscren and or the Team Ramutin girls, uh, they took all the points uh, after the first first climb and also the the sprint. And after the first climb, there were eight uh, skiers there, so they had a a relatively big uh, group as well. Although three skiers were kind of struggling there, and eventually. It turned out to be five skiers fighting for the for the podium uh, places. After the um, sprint point, uh, the course changes uh, quite a bit because then the second climb, which traditionally has been a bit of a, bit of a decisive one, uh, and again, in today's race, that turned out to be the case, both in your race and in the women's one, as well as Ida Dahl pushed really hard uh, and just pretty much left everyone eating her dust except Lina Kuskren, and then uh, Ermivokov pushed really hard.
1: Um yes, I, I watched the, the race uh, <laughs> or Vokov's uh, hard push in the Smedava hill from behind so so I I I, I can't uh, see the details but I I, I know and it, that that is the most important part of the race and it's like it's always going fast there. So uh, uh, I'm not surprised that, that the strongest guys uh, went harder. Um, I wasn't uh, good enough, and uh, and um, uh, I could only watch the, watch the race uh, unfold in front of me.
0: So at that time, as you said, it was Emil Vukovic, then followed by Peter Eliasen, uh, Oscar Cardin was there, Maxim Vileksanin uh, as well, and Tura Sejedalen uh amy pearson so those those six skiers uh were in a breakaway then max novak tried to keep up with them couldn't uh and then uh, you guys as well kind of the you know the the chasers uh behind that but that second climb i mean it's as you said it's it seems to be the one that everybody knows about it i mean it's it's the one that uh, kind of you know that that's where the, the decisive moments uh, always take place but it's much shorter climb than the first one, but from your perspective, how would you kind of describe the particular hell? Uh, and yes, the kind of the... I, I, yes,
1: I yes, I I try to I I often use the cascata in the marcialonga as, a, as a quite similar. It's it's about the same length and about the same elevation difference. So so it's uh, it's and it's steepest at the bottom uh, and it's much steeper than the first hill so that is maybe some part of it and it comes 30 kilometers into the race so people are beginning to get, get tired uh, and it's the last hard f- hill and uh, uh, it's many uh, reasons for for this being a key uh, part of the race, but it's always a key part of the race, and and uh, the big selection between the strong and the strongest is is always happening there. So and this year no no difference. Uh, some years it has been snowing and uh, and uh, or it has been really uh, hard to go in the front. So uh, many people get back uh, to the to uh, the to the head of the race uh, during the 15 15 kilometers the, to the finish so so that has happened some years but this year it was uh, not that hard to go in front and and the lead group uh, uh, went hard and nobody could catch up
0: and as i mentioned the sprint point uh, that the first and the only sprint point uh, in today's race was uh, right before that, uh, the 23 kilometers into the race, and Max Novak actually took points, for the maximum points there. But two of your teammates, Emil Parson and Anton Carlson, were there. So uh, good points, uh, good performances, you know, from those guys. How important is this particular category for you guys?
1: Uh, we are yes, of course. Uh, Emil has the main focus on the on the green now, on the yellow competition. So green is more secondary. But uh, when now when Stian Berg wasn't there, uh, it was possible to catch up, and uh, he's taking the points he he can without uh, using too much energy. So we'll see that how how that plays out. But uh, it's always. Uh, to win the green competition it's uh, it has been it, it's always good to be strong and to be there because some of the sprints are located uh, after quite hard hills so so it's uh, it's always uh, uh, it will be a, a a yellow jersey winner which has a little bit focus on on the green, green jersey can can win it so hopefully that will be the case for uh, for emil but, uh, and, and, and in addition to that, it's the points in the team competition. But uh, as long as the Ramudden girls are doing uh, <laughs> doing, doing uh, has the level they have, it's, it's not much we can do about it.
0: Speaking of them, and, and Jenny Larsson was the fastest uh, skier uh, there, and she pretty much solidified her lead in the sprint competition and uh, her teammates, Rinnakos Krenn and Ida Dahl were right behind her. But at that time, there were still eight skiers within 16 seconds in the, in the women's race. Uh, although Alnés, uh, Moulin, and Chareva, Olga Charba, uh Elin Moulin, and uh, the new girl uh, in the uh, team like the Allendoms, uh ranks. Um, un- 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 yeah, un- yeah, Alnés, you know, they were, they were a bit struggling there, um, but they were still there within 16 seconds. Uh, uh, but then, but then of course, the, the, the long hill that you just talked about uh, just took place, and then Ida Ida attacked really really hard, and as I said, only Lena was able to follow her and uh then on the Molin and day, they, they kind of dropped out and then it was a uh, fight for uh you know the the victory between those two Lena and Ida, and then for the third third place the last place on the podium between uh uh three ladies there Emilia Flet and uh, katarina. Smutna, and Jenny Larson. And in your race, in the men's race, six gears continued. Of course, you didn't really see that, but you knew that those guys were uh, in, uh, in front. Really a tough, tough one, because after the, the climb, as you said, the course changes. It's, it's not that many long climbs, uh, actually no long climbs after that, but some climbs, of course. But the course changes quite a lot after that. How would you yes. kind of describe that? Yes,
1: that, it, it, that lasts it's it's more fifteen kilometers. Yes, it's it's flat and fast and uh, and uh, it's it's you can maybe compare it a little bit to Vasa uh, Not many big hills and but a little bit small up and down and uh, and uh, not um, uh, uh, but not that hard and and if the the guys the field has been separated by the Smedava hill and. And uh, the strongest are in the front, and if the strongest guys keep going fast, uh, it's it's hard to catch them. So, so uh, and often the 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 gaps in the field is 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 widening in in this part of the race, and and then you get to the last uh, six five six kilometers, and, and you have some small hills, but uh, often they are are too small to make any difference. Uh, so. So then you have the have the last uh, kilometers and uh, last kilometer in the downhill sprint, and that is quite unusual. Maybe the uh, uh, the only or the the finish in the Visma Ski Classic Tour that uh, where the skis uh, play the most part. Uh, so so it's really important to have fast skis in the in the last uh, two kilometers and uh, and also in addition to it's far, it's important to get uh, to have good skis it's also uh, the the, um, the conditions in the tracks are often uh, changing a little bit because it's the same track that we have used uh, uh, going out, so so it's uh, maybe often a li- uh, other conditions in in that uh, when you get into the uh, into the last two kilometers. So skis that are suddenly that was good can can be bad and and uh, the other other way around. So. So I, actually, when I get, got fourth here in Nyserska two years ago, I was really struggling uh, in the uh, three, four kilometers before the finish. But then in the last uh, downhill, I had super skis, and I went maybe from 13th to fourth in the last six-seven 700 meters, standing in standing in the text position and, uh, and just gliding past everybody else. Yes, those
0: uh, climbs that you just mentioned, uh, there were a
1: couple... Breakaway
0: attempts, minor ones there. Oscar Cardin pushed really hard. Turas uh, Iyedal and tried uh, on the first one about seven kilometers before the finish. Emil Vokuev attacked a bit. But as you mentioned, not, it's really difficult to do anything decisive there on those uh, last climbs. And then the last two kilometers are pretty much downhill. And it is quite an unusual finish because it's a long downhill section, quite fast, and two curves. Uh, and then you have the final stretch, which is really short for a, for a sprint finish. Uh, although it was long enough for Emil uh, Persson to beat uh, Thurasser And It looked, looked like um, Thurasser was going to win, but then Emil was able to conjure up uh, his usual magic and he uh, won the race. Oscar Cardin unfortunately fell down in the last curve, lost his chances, he was sixth and uh, Peter Eliasson was pushed out of the, uh, the podium, Erwin was third, uh, and Maxim Vileksanin, fifth. So, uh, but that ending, what, what kind of happened? Because we were, of course, so focused on these six gears, uh, but you guys, where you were fighting for the, uh, the positions, you know, in the top 10, top 15, you were
1: 15th in the race. What went on in your in your field, <laughs> uh, not not much. <laughs> uh, from from the top of the Smedava hill, we we saw Antonia uh, uh, Anton Karlsson uh, Anton and some of the guys who had dropped behind from the leading group, and uh, Alexis Cheneroux and uh, I was fighting to to catch them, but uh, we couldn't. So actually, from from the or actually from the second sprint uh, no, from the, from the sprint position in Iserska to, to finish uh, I, I, me and, Ch- I and was, was going by, by ourselves so uh, uh, it was a uh, uh, good cooperation between us and uh, we went as fast as we could but uh, unfortunately not fast enough to, to catch uh, Anton and uh, also Eklöv and, uh, and uh, Klaas Nilsson which were in front of us
0: Great performances from those guys here uh, as well, you know, the, the ones that you just mentioned. And in the women's race, it was a tight uh, sprint fight uh, between Lina Kuskren and Ida Dahl, teammates there. Uh, Lina was a bit stronger and uh, she got her third consecutive victory uh, this season. And then uh, Katarina Smutna was third on her home turf, really happy. Jenny Larsson was kicked out of the podium, she was fourth. And then Emilia. Fleten, uh fifth, not that happy. I think because uh, that was the first race uh, that she was out of the podium this season. So of course she wasn't wasn't that happy. But I think now we should call Emil, your teammate Emil Persson, uh, the happy winner. I think he's uh, at the at the same airport, somewhere there.
1: Correct. Yes, yes, we are, we are flying home uh, the whole team now, and he's going to go Stockholm, and then Estesund, and uh, I'm going to Frankfurt, and then Oslo, so uh, it will be good to, to be home uh, by, uh, by the evening.
0: All right, so let's call Emil. Hi, guys. So we have Emil Persson, the happy winner on the line, waiting for his flight to take him home to Sweden. So Emil, congratulations once again. It's a perfect day for you. Two vic- victories under your belt right now, consecutive ones.
2: Thank you. Yeah, I had a, had a good day, a good finish today. It was a hard race. It was so close. I got dropped on the on the uphill there to the second uh, climb point.
0: That's what you said. Uh after the race uh, on the TV interview session uh, and it was a really a tough race. What uh, sections what parts were probably the toughest for you in today's race?
2: Yeah, the toughest part was uh, the the second climb uh, to the uh, climbing position because it has uh, been a high speed from the sprint in Africa because that's uh, was in the front and a really high pace, and I just stayed in the last people of the bunch, like 10 positions there. Went everything I got, pretty much all the way there. But then uh, Anton uh, Carson helped me with to a really good position with the downhill, and uh, so I was second, second man in the, the uphill. So that was very important for me.
0: So after that long and demanding climb, you guys had 18 kilometers left. Were you a bit nervous when you kind of looked around? There were six of you guys there, uh, two skiers from the team, like the Allendom, two uh, athletes from a Russian winter team, and then you by yourself and uh, without any teammates to support. Did ha- that have any kind of effect on you? Yeah, I
2: felt alone there, of course. Uh, I sorry,
1: think. sorry, Emil. Yes, sorry about not being not being able to be there.
2: Erwin wanted to be there, but he couldn't. <laughs> uh, it's okay. It's okay. I it went pretty well, but uh, it, I felt alone there. And uh, if, maybe if they play uh, their cards a little better, I would uh, Wouldn't have win, won today, but I got lucky. They didn't uh, play out me and toward as much. So. I thank the, the guys for that.
0: I was actually kind of expecting that, you know, when I was commentating the race uh, uh, and when the Russians, you know, Vileksanen the, the, and Vokwev took the lead uh, towards the end, like the last K, I was thinking, okay, now they're really blocking the way, but they didn't. And the same goes to uh, Elias and and Cardine. They could have done something different there, but they pretty much, you know, let you, well, I wouldn't say let you win, but you and yeah darling we' the ones that you know by the time you reached the uh, the final stretch were in front
2: yeah and there, the last uh, like small uphill there with um, maybe one kilometer left uh Mokoya went all he got and and Chanin uh, just stayed in in uh, his back and uh, Karine after him, so it was uh, everybody on the line and I tried to take some positions but I didn't have a have it in me there, so I just stayed behind toward and uh, me and Tward was uh, like uh, fourth and fifth there on the top of the downhill. and uh, it's a special downhill with uh, some turns and you uh, can build up much speed from behind and come uh, like exactly like me and Tward did. So we have the highest speed on the start of the finish. So Played out very well for me and Thor.
0: And there was a bit of an unlucky incident uh, for uh, Oscar Cardin. He fell down on the last uh, curve. It's a bit of a tricky, tricky downhill, isn't it?
2: Yeah, uh, I think his skis uh, got caught, like in some tracks or uh, something. He uh, fell on his own mistake. So you have to stay on your skis to win. But unlucky for him, and uh, he was strong today.
0: He's been strong throughout the season as have have, have you. So Emil, you are known as a pretty impressive sprinter but Giserska doesn't really give you a lot of room to do a, a full sprinting, sprint at the end. So were you confident by the time you reach that la- last stretch that you'll be able to beat Allen?
2: On when I arrived like the last 150 meters and uh, Told was like 3 meters, maybe 5 meters ahead of me. Uh, I wasn't sure, but of like after 175 meters to go, I felt that I had a higher speed than him, so then I got confident that I will take it, but uh, over until the finish line.
0: And since we didn't have a chance to talk to you after much longer, uh, that must have been I mean, of course, today's victory is important as well, but that must have been truly a dream come true. It's one of the classic, legendary races uh, in skiing, per se.
2: Yeah, that was huge. Uh, It's like everybody talking about Marta Longa and winning that, and how big it is. So, but that's what only what I like like. People have talked about before, and uh, it's, like it's only my third year in the classic, so I, I really don't know how how big it was before the race. Then, after the re- I won, I I noticed how uh, it's it's big, the, how big it is. Uh, many people have back and uh, talked to me, and so on. So it's uh, now I understand how how special the race is.
0: Did you feel any pressure? after that race for today, event?
2: Yeah, no, not not any pressure, uh, nothing from the people around, maybe pressure from myself, but I think I I earned it because I have done some good races now, so I think it's uh, okay to have an uh, expectation on, by, on myself, so. But uh, of course, uh, going uh, the first race uh, with the, the yellow bib today was—it's only special to start with it. Maybe a little heavier than go with the pink. But.
0: It'll be much heavier canvas a You'll be one of the favorites there, and of course, it means a lot to you and uh, everyone in Sweden uh, to win that race. It's been a while since uh, a Swedish uh, male skier has won the race. But Övin. Is there anything you want to ask your teammate? I know that, of course, you talk talk to each other quite a lot, but just about the, today's race. Uh,
1: yes. First of all, I will say that I'm really impressed by the uh, level Emil has reached. It's uh, the he should know that it is many, many skiers uh, doing really, really many hours of training, trying to become as good as he is. So uh, he uh, he has done something right and he has uh, he is really really impressive uh, I, I don't I, I just think that he should uh, continue on the same track keep himself healthy, not get sick uh, and then he'll be really good off but uh, I'm wondering if he's is he uh, what he thinks about Andreas Nygård returning when the Valo comes and if if he fears Andreas
2: yeah uh, looking forward to have Andreas on the starting line would be a nice uh, competition and duels between me and him on maybe some sprints. But, uh, of course, it's easier to not have him on the starting line. Uh, It's one less guy to to beat because he's shown that he's uh, quite similar to a skier like me. Uh, Very good at sprinting. Looking forward to having him back and... uh, I think he will have a good shape on Vassalov, but he will be motivated to beat me and beat everybody there because he's not been on the starting line now for three races. He will be motivated to to come back and show who has been the king, the new king on the throne
0: now. Uh, indeed, but it could be the, a tough a tough return as well as we saw to, in today's race. Peter Johansson Nogren uh, came back. Uh, but she wasn't able to perform at, at her you know, sort of best maximum capacity. She was minutes behind uh, the winner, Lina Kuskren. That could also happen to, to Nigor. Uh, it's always kind of tricky when you take a, lo- a long pause and you recover from an injury or a sickness or something like that. It takes takes a while. But that'll be an interesting to see how well he can perform. And speaking of Basa Lopet, that's the next one in three weeks. You go back now. Back home, and uh, that will be a completely different uh, kind of race. It's a long race, different type of uh, course, of course, uh, legendary race. What kind of uh, tactics are you expecting to see there? Its going to be similar to the, the years before uh, that some uh, breakaways and, or Peter Eliasen or someone like Bokwe will attack f- fast? Of course, it depends on the conditions a bit as well. but generally speaking. And what kind of race could suit you
2: the best? Yeah, I think it will be. Uh, it always will. It's a hard race to follow up at the the longest. But I think uh, some guys will uh, attack early in the race, like the first uphill, and uh, uh, hope to win from there. But I think uh, the like the the big uh, bunch with, uh, get up with the breakaway sooner or later, so after like Evertzberg, the start, the the race really starts uh, there, it's uh, like maybe small transportation, uh, transport to Evertzberg, then it really begins, so after that, you have to really stay on its toes and watch everybody and uh, stay alert if Bukuya or Better, uh do like he did last year and go from from And so for myself I think uh, of course I like the uh, bunch sprints and the slow race maybe to that but uh, I've shown I have taken some steps in my um, capacity so I think I'm up to a hard race from the start longer one for seven is as a strong team, I think we can do a, a really hard race for the other competitors. And if we have a really good plan and follow it, we can, we can win everybody on the, the team.
0: Indeed, you can. Uh, before I let you go, I know that you need to catch your flight pretty soon. Uh, uh, these three weeks, what are you going to do? What kind of a preparation, what kind of a working, uh, workout sessions do you have in your plans?
2: We we'll do, like, the last couple of weeks, nothing too much and nothing too little. Just have some long sessions and uh, have some nice intervals, some in double polling and some on the treadmill. So I keep my fitness on top. I think uh, that's what I think is most most important.
0: There's a good balance between, uh, you know, the long distance uh, trainings and some intervals and some tough ones. So good luck there uh i'm pretty sure that you'll be a strong uh you will be strong contender to win basalope as well uh about winning that and also Birkin, how do you feel about this grand classics and uh, the 100,000 euro uh winning prize
2: Yeah, of course that's uh, and that would be huge uh it's a, it's a dream to win that so that's the main goal now, though. So, but I have to win Vaterlope first. It's, it's the hardest race to win on the whole season. So one race at a time and we'll see after Vaterlope if even Birkin will, will uh, be able to like do the race now with uh, every World Cup is cancelled there in Norway. But I hope when uh, Birkin did
0: be a nice race. So. Indeed, we'll see if that uh, takes place that's uh, in in March. But Pasa is next in three weeks, so uh, thank you very much. Uh, just go and get, catch your plane, go home, uh, travel safely and keep uh, exercising, keep working really hard towards your goal, Pasa Thank you very much for joining us.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
0: That was uh, Emil Persson, the happy winner, waiting for his flight to whisk him back home to Sweden. And we have another Swede on the line, another happy winner, Alina Kusgren. You're in a car right now, correct? Where are you exactly?
3: Yes, hello. I'm driving through Germany right now, so we are going to the ferry in Tervunmaa. Uh...
0: Long drive ahead of you and miles behind you as well. But now kind of going back to the today's race, again, great performance from you and your team. Ida was so strong and also yenny performed uh, extremely well, although she probably wasn't that happy. But kind of to sum that up, the day was perfect for you guys.
3: Yeah, it was uh, another great race for us in the team. It was, uh, like you said, Ida was really, really, really strong today. And uh, yeah, uh, it was so fun. We could could have a double victory once again. And uh, Jenny performed really, really good also today. So yeah, it's, it's amazing.
0: So when Ida attacked on that second climb, she pushed really hard. Were you a bit nervous at that stage or were you confident that you'll be able to keep up with her?
3: Uh, I was not nervous, but I saw that Ida got a gap and I was thinking, oh, what should I do right now? Because I was back to Jenny and uh, I felt really strong. So I just uh, just, uh, watched my back and so no one uh, could uh, follow me. And... uh, I I take uh, Ida's back, so that was really good.
0: It seemed to me, and correct me if I'm uh, wrong, but it seemed to me that Ida did most of the work after that climb, at least when I saw you guys on on TV screen. Uh, Was that kind of a a conscious, you know, uh, intentional move from your side, or she just wanted to be in the lead?
3: Mm, uh, From my side, we we did... uh, we did uh, much work uh, both a lot we It took maybe quite long uh, long pace uh, maybe five minutes uh, then we we go round. so I think we had a really good work together uh, after we get the gap
0: and I think that was the case. we just didn't see that much every time the the camera pulled on you guys it was Ida uh, in the lead uh Scott. Uh, as Ivin said uh, earlier and even, even emil parson uh referred to that it's a very different race it's a very tough one it's uh it's a fair race conditions were fair today uh and uh you uh, g- girls you started ten minutes before the men but kind of going from the first point to the last uh when you uh, analyze the race uh compared to the for example much gandos uh, tactically, how how different was it?
3: Uh, yeah, I, first of all, I really like the racecast, so I'm really looking forward to it uh, this whole week. And uh, yeah, we have talked about the race, of course, and uh, we want uh, that the, the, the pace should be high from the start. And uh, it was a little bit tricky to know when the guys should um... uh, guys should catch us up. But I think it was from the exactly same place like last year. So I think it was nice that we had a gap before the guys uh, catch us up. Because then uh, we can show again that uh, the girls can do can do it by their own. That we can do tactic things and we can come away uh, by our own. It's not depending on the guys. So... I think it was a really fair race today. It was similar conditions, all the tracks, and uh, yeah, it was a really good condition to to compete today.
0: Now, there were two climb points and one uh, sprint competition point on the course, and you guys pretty much demolished it, uh, got all, all the points. Uh, it seems to me that the sprint, sprint competition is very important to you. I mean, Jenny Larsson is in the lead, and uh, the climb competition for you as well. Uh, in addition to the yellow bet?
3: Yeah, I mean we have all the jerseys in the in the women competition, so we compete for uh, keep it uh, like that uh, in the rest of the season. So of course we want uh, points at the sprints and the climb and the uh, and uh, in the team uh, for the team also. So I think it's really important for all of us and uh, uh, for me it's. Uh, not so. Ah, it's uh, the, um, the most important, it's the, the Jersey stay in the team.
0: Indeed. Uh, Prita Johansson Nogren came back after a long break. Uh, this was her second race uh, this season, uh, the first one being La Diego Nelans. He got uh, injured, or got those bites, and had to stay away. Uh, how did that feel when uh, your dear opponent? Returned, although she didn't really perform uh, at the, the usual capacity, but I assume it's pretty good to see her back.
3: Yeah, I was really happy that Brita could could uh, start today. I think it was really nice to have her back in this Classic and I, I yeah, it's uh, it's not uh, a <laughs> it's not a nice thing to happen on for her in La Degonela, and. Uh, uh, we miss Astrid now. Also, we want uh, all of the girls to, who can uh, be really, really strong. That uh, they should uh, compete, so we can, uh, yeah, compare to each other. So I hope Astrid also gets back in shape soon, and that we will have a festival also, because we want to to compete to all the good girls.
0: That really remains to be seen. She took an inter- intentional break. Uh, from racing and kind of looking for or searching for the the missing mojo but we'll see if uh, both of them will be back in terms of the kind of the capacity and condition and the the shape that they they're usually in um Övind, anything you want to ask uh lena uh
1: congratulations i would say first and um, this is it three in a row now so that's that's really impressive um I have a question about uh, also both you uh Ida and Jenny are really strong. Uh what do you think is the reason for for uh, the Raman Raman girls being so strong this this year?
3: Mm yeah, I think it's it's not just one thing, but I think we had a really good uh, atmosphere in the team. We have crazy good skis every weekend. Uh, our Lexer, the and linus uh, do uh, such amazing work every every race and uh yeah we have trained hard and uh, for me i i can feel uh, that ida and jenny have been very strong this summer so i have pushed uh, push uh, even harder this summer because i feel that uh, they are breathing in <laughs> me so i think we push each other really really good and uh yeah i think it's uh I think it's the
0: best thing, and you also have a uh, Matthias Reck as your coach, you know, from the cycling world. And we talked about that in a previous podcast. Uh, and uh, she he has definitely brought in sort of a new things and new elements uh, into your training. Perhaps that could be the reason for your, yeah, Matthias has
3: been really good for the whole team, yeah. So I think Matthias also has uh, some new ideas and uh, he has a really clear plan uh, what we should do. So I think he, he is also really, really important for, for me and the whole team. And uh, yeah, that's true.
0: So Vasa Lopez is next. And that's uh, certainly a race that uh, you know inside out. So you won it twice. And last year's performance, we all remember that. You actually made history there by becoming the uh, the best Female or the, the best overall result uh, from a female uh, skier. You were 57th in the overall race uh, last year. Uh, you have three weeks left. What are you going to do and what are kind of your plans for for Lovic to repeat the victory and also get your fourth consecutive victory this season?
3: Yeah, first of all, I should... Uh come home to whatever, and when I come home I think I will take some days and relax and just enjoy to be home after six weeks and then uh, yeah of course I should start training again but uh, I don't think I will train so hard of course I will train but I mean the shape is good and uh, the balance is good and the self confidence is good so I should uh, not do so so much uh, crazy things just uh, go with the flow. I think that is important.
0: And Emil Parson was really excited about this new initiative, the Grand Classics. If you guys win, you both have now two victories under your your belt. Uh, and if you guys go go on uh, winning uh, the remaining two races, Vasa and Birken, you get to share uh, hundred thousand euros, which I think is the the highest price money ever in cross-country skiing. That's going to be huge for you guys. But still, do you have two more races to win?
3: Yeah, I mean, it's a a fantastic opportunity to to compete uh, these two races that we have in uh, forward now. Uh, If uh, and see if we can make the Grand Slam a classic. Uh, of course, I hope for that. But I mean, we we will take Vassilopoulos first, and uh, I mean, I have a goal to take a victory in Vassilopoulos, and if I do that, I have a really good chance for Birkin also. So, yeah, it's a it's a really fantastic opportunity.
0: Indeed, it is. So, uh, thank you very much for joining us, Lena. Uh, drive safely. You still have a long drive uh, back home. Uh, you mentioned that you'll take some time off once you reach uh, your home turf, uh, Ore. What is the first thing you're going to do once you're there?
3: Uh, I will uh, I will say hello to my cat and eat some fish tacos.
0: That sounds like a plan. Uh, thank you very much once again, and uh, good luck, and uh, keep training. Thank you. And see you soon.
3: Yeah, we will do. See you. Bye. Thanks.
0: So, Evind, Vasaloppet is the next one, and it seems to me that both Emil Parason and Lena Kuskren are ready for it. What are you going to do?
1: I am um, going to train, of course. Uh, I am. I think I will train quite hard. I will try to try to. Um, uh, uh, do I have a program that I have followed the last years uh, in front of the Vassaloppa? and I think I will try that again. Usually, I'm quite, I've been quite good uh, shape at the Vasslappen, so and also for the incoming races after after the So, um, so uh, I think I'll go home and of course rest a bit and then then try uh, train quite a bit.
0: So when you say uh, train hard, can you give us an uh, example of a really a tough? exercise, a workout that you uh, are going to do?
1: Um, a hard uh, training session, uh, maybe the hardest I'm, I will do is four hours uh, distance, uh, easy distance training, and then finishing off with uh, an interval uh, with uh, maybe six times 10 minutes or, or something like that. So that is uh, five, five and a half hours uh, and with some speed at the finish, so that is that is going to be hard.
0: Well, that sounds like a quite an uh, undertaking. as certainly a tough uh, workout session? Basalope, it's probably the greatest uh, ski race on earth, and so much has been said about the race. Uh, but your own take on on this
1: um, this race and like d- the legend. Yes, yes, it's it's uh, it's uh, it's the biggest race. I think yeah, everyone is uh, uh, everyone is agreeing agreeing that uh, that it's the biggest race. It's uh, most particip- participants. It's uh, cool with uh, one starting. Uh, this year it will be a little bit different, but usually it's uh, uh, 15,000 people. One uh, one start. Uh, uh, the biggest pri- biggest prize money. Uh, most attention, uh, so, uh, so Vassalop is, uh, is a really, really big event, Event, and uh, you almost feel like <laughs> in Sweden, it's Vassalop is bigger than cross-country skiing. It's like it's like uh, uh, it's like, uh, yes, fantastic what, what they have achieved and what they have uh, built up during, uh, during the right. years.
0: I've actually heard that it's the third biggest brand in Sweden after Coca Cola and IKEA, uh, and so then <laughs> yes, yes, is the third. I I'm not too sure if that's true, but you know that's it is a huge brand uh, out there. But you touch upon an interesting point. I mean, this will be a different different year for you guys in terms of Asalope because you are there by yourself. Uh, you don't have that fifteen thousand, sixteen thousand people behind you. That must create a bit of a different kind of atmosphere. What do you yes, expecting from
1: that? Yes, and, the, yes, and, uh, and the, the starting place has also been altered a little bit to the other side of the road, so it will be many different, uh, uh, different feeling. Uh, but uh, but for us in the in the in the lead, we don't get much of that uh, that uh, atmosphere and all the people during the race, but. Uh, but we, uh, well, you know, in the start, it will be of course different, and uh, and also um, uh, the uh, the whole experience with uh, when coming to the finish and the prize ceremony and everything is is going to be different. So that will be strange, and but also a little bit cool because uh, you are going. People have gone Vasalopp before, done uh, Vasalopp before. Uh, is it the 90th or 95th edition or something? And uh, and this year will be unlike anything else. So uh, you can at least say that you were there the year the Valsalope wasn't like it has always been. So that'll be cool. That's
0: a good point. That's a good point. So realistically speaking, what are your chances?
1: Uh, I think I can win the race. Uh, Valsalope is always uh, a bit, different from from all the other races. You can see that the last years it's been uh, people uh, on the podium that have not been uh, the most common uh, people on the on the podium the rest of the season. So it's it's a little bit other the other. Um, uh, you have to be other uh, you have other strengths that is needed and the skis is really important and uh, uh, for the fire i I've done Vassalop six times, and and I have had snow uh, in the tracks every year. So, uh, so I hope this year it will be um, it will be uh, conditions like today in the It would be cool to to do a Vassalop where where um, you can uh, uh, go in front without uh, acting as a as lead skier or or a snowplow for the uh, for the for the rest of the field. So um, hopefully it will, I cross my fingers for uh, for nice weather and I I think that uh, I have a chance to win the race. But of course it will be difficult and uh, and uh, there are many strong contenders. But um, but actually I believe with my with the hand of my heart that that. Um, it is uh, it is the race in the season I have the biggest possibility to win.
0: Well, that's good to hear. And of course, that's what we're all hoping for is a perfect win- winter conditions. As you said, it's been quite challenging uh, in the past few years. Barcelona has certainly seen many kinds of weather, sometimes really warm weather, cold weather, lots of snows, uh, snow, uh, storms and things like that. So, But let's hope for a perfect winter conditions in, in three weeks but uh, now we are pretty much wrapping up so I'm going to go through uh, the results and the standings once again uh, in today's race is Eskapade Sattka Emil Patterson was the winner uh, in the men's race followed by Tour Zjedalen and then Ermil Bokuev, those are f- three skiers, uh, then Petrelias in fourth, Maxim Vileksan in fifth Oscar Gardin sixth and Modneide Peders in seventh, Max Novak eighth Stian Hölgaard 9th and Beth Betuli tenth. And you can check our or check these results on our website uh, and also read uh, our articles and all kinds of information about pro teams and the, the events. And then at the women's race today, we had uh, Lena Kuskren and Ida Dahl and Katarina Smutna, the podium skier respectively, followed by Jenny Larsson, Emilie Flett, and fifth, uh, Elin Moulin, sixth, Olga Tsareva, seventh, and Britta johansson Nogren eighth. We talked about her. That was her comeback phase after La Diagonella, And then Sophie Elebru ninth, and Anniken uh, Yerde-Alnes, tenth. So those were the uh, ten best skiers in the men's and women's competition. And then the standings, the champion, Competition: Emil Parson is in the lead, followed by Emil vokwev and Tour Asle Jedalen. It's a pretty tight fight there. Yedal is only ten points behind Bukuev, and, uh, Emil vokwev and Emil Parson has a uh, hundred and seventy points over uh, Emil Vokwev. Then uh, in the the women's competition, we'll have Lena Kusgren in the lead, and Ida Dahl is second, Emilie Flet in third, and again a pretty tight fight there. Emilia is only about uh, actually seventy points behind Ida Dahl, and then Ida is uh, two hundred twenty points behind Alina Kosgren. Then, and that is youth categories first. Uh, the men's competition: Emil Parson is of course in the lead as he is leading uh, the yellow bib competition. The, champion one, Max Novak is second and Johannes Eklöf, two team Ramutens guys there on the podium and the women's competition in the youth category. We have Ida Dahl and Jenny Larsson again from team Ramuten and then Anastasia Rygalina from Russian winter team. Then moving on to the um, sprint competition. Again, Emil Parsons in the lead. Stian Berg, who didn't race today, is second. And then Anders Auckland, still third. The uh, Eternal uh, Junior, the 48-year-old legend. And then the women's sprint competition, Jenny Larsson is in the lead, followed by Lina Koskreen and Ida Dahl. Total Team Ramudden dominance there. And climb competition, Ermil Vokuev, number one. He has 200 points, 99 points more than Petr Eliasen, who is second. And then Emil Parason is third in this category, and only four points are separating those two, Peter and Emil. And climb women, Lena Kuskren, number one, Ida Dahl and Emilia Fletten. Those are the podium skiers as we speak, and then the pro team, Team Ramudden continues to be number one, and Lager 157 Ski Team, your team, Erwin, number two, and then Russian Winter Team, and then Rak Rakti Ejendom. When you look at these results, particularly the pro team, uh, Öyvind, are you surprised the Team Ramuddin is number one, and Russian Winter Team is actually uh, not that far behind you guys?
1: Uh, it's it's really cool to see the Russian uh, Winter Team doing that well. It, we need several nations in the top, and this year is, it has been um, not only Norwegian skiers uh, in the in the, to- in the top. So that is really good for uh, Vizma Ski Classics, and and you you, you you see it in the races and at the at the side of the tracks with many people when the, in the in the uh, supporting crew even from uh, the Russian team. Um, yes, and the and the, uh, and the Ramudan, uh, team is uh, is also really impressive. And no, I to your question, I, I hadn't, I haven't, I, I had not thought that they would lead the, the team competition. But uh, especially the the three strong uh, girls have been uh, unbeatable. And and when you have uh, three girls uh, being top four in almost every event it's it's really hard to to beat them and also two of them are in the youth competition so so that is um, that is really impressive and uh, and both max and johannes Eklov is, is also do, doing well so uh, i i think that uh, more or less uh, uh the the team competition is more or less wrapped up uh if not uh, you get any sickness with the girls so it's really difficult to catch up uh and also like uh like uh, it has been pointed out that it will maybe likely be the first non uh, Norwegian pro team winner and that is uh, uh it is like the whole uh, the like the results of the season that it's not only Norwegians dominating the result the result list anymore and that is uh, that is good for the sport so, uh, but uh, of course we are the Norwegians are hoping to strike back but uh, for now the, the Russians and the Swedes are uh, more than capable of beating us
0: Well said and this is also the first year that Team Rekte Ejendom uh, is pushed, pushed out of the podium they, uh, they're not there uh, which is something we haven't seen uh, in the past and you, you mentioned that it's always been a Norwegian uh, pro team uh, on the top uh, of course Team Rektajendom and Team Kuteng those are the two teams and both of them are now out of the, the podium places so certainly an interesting and different different kind of year and, and
1: season but really but really exciting for, for everyone not cheering for the Norwegians so um, so that is uh, exciting and, uh, and really good for, for Ski Classics
0: that's that's the truth, and uh, thank you very much, Eivin Muenfield. I know that you have a flight to catch, although you still have some time to kill, about two hours before you can go home. <laughs> and, yes, uh,
1: I'm, I'm looking looking forward to going home. and uh, I've, go, I've got a son. Uh, he's uh, six months on Wednesday, so I'm uh, looking forward to get home to him and, uh, and give him a hug.
0: Oh, that'll be so nice. But now you can go and uh, get a slice of pizza. You've earned it. And just wait for your flight. And again, thank you very much. And good luck uh, for for Vasa Lopet. Uh You have three weeks to prepare, and let's see. Maybe, maybe you'll do what you just uh, uh, promised, or you have a kind of a feeling, a good feeling for it, that you might even be on the podium, or maybe even win.
1: I'll try. I'll try as best, best as I can. So we'll see.
0: We'll see. Uh, thanks once again. Take care, and see you then. And all of you guys out there, thank you very much for joining us. And as I said, just go on our website, uh, skiclassics.com You can read about Visma Ski Classics, our events, pro teams, athletes. And you can join my pages. And you can also order lots of stuff from our shop. Uh, you can get our uh, magazine as well, Pro XC uh, Skiing. And uh, just join the family. So Barcelona is next uh, on March 7th. We have uh, about three weeks before that. Interesting, legendary race takes place. So stay tuned, stay healthy, and see you then. Bye bye. This podcast is a W Sports Media production.